Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Special thanks to Alex Moschina of Slackdry.com. Yep. Who did our theme song. Thank you. It's good stuff. Uh, we are going to talk about the 22nd episode. Yes. Which season is, 2. Yeah. Which is called Applied, Applied Anthropology and Culinary Arts. Arts. Suck it. Uh... You may have you uh-huh. <laughs> may have noticed a look of uh-huh. shock on my face because I did not write down the writer, <laughs> so I don't know who wrote this. It was John Grisham. Little known fact. Wow. <laughs> um, Glad he we, made time. We we do have some uh, some light communa news. Do we? Uh, well, two things. It's so light that I don't know it. Two things. One. Uh, more light than the other. I'm, I am looking at the writer right now, just not to, so the listener is not worried. Okay. Uh, it, 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 um, three writing credits. Uh, uh, Carrie Dornetto wrote this episode. Oh, good. Okay. Um. Uh. So, Yvette Nicole Brown, uh, has moved up to a series regular on The Odd Couple, which uh, is that is that true? Yes. Okay. Which uh, some people might be uh, upset with because mm. she quit community saying she needed to spend more time with her dad. Yeah. But uh, d- don't be mad at her because uh, as pointed out uh, in an article on the AV Club, um, a-, a lot of what you do on community is because it's a single camera show is you know waiting in between different camera setups and stuff. Mm. So a typical week on community as a regular is like 80 hours. Whereas a typical uh, week on The Odd Couple as a regular is about twenty hours, so she she was not lying at any point. And and I, and, and don't don't be mad at her for this. No, and and uh, I mean sometimes you're a regular, and that still doesn't mean you're in every show, right? Is well, that- I, I think she is going to be in every show. But, oh, okay, but it, it's still it's still significantly less, less time than, than yeah. Community, mm-hmm. and and that's why she did it. Okay, and so don't you know if if any one of our fans is is yelling at her on Twitter, don't. She's a good person still. Okay. Uh, and then the other bit of light news is Dan Harmon in an interview gave a, a tentative uh, premiere date oh, for season right. six, which is That's not set in stone. That's why I listened to that episode of Nerdist. <laughs> which is not set in stone, but it, it, is, a, it is a very specific date. It's uh, January 27th. Did you see what day of the week that was? I did newt. Let's see if I can do that real quick. Um... No, I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> I, I can do that. I mean, I have a calendar app. Okay, you're, you're easy. You'll be faster than I. Um, so, yeah, that's the community news. Uh, um, January 27th is a Tuesday. That's interesting. Uh, you know, and I should clarify, that was off, the top, that was off memory, that date. Mm. Who, who can say I for can sure? I confirm. It you, you, matches my memory. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it was 21st. <sighs> you know, I'll Google. 
I'm going to say it's not as important because it's not official. Yeah. Uh, but knowing that it But could, it does give us an idea of when they're trying to Yeah, that it could it be as early as late January. Yeah. That's how quickly we could be having new episodes of Community yes. released onto us. Yes. The suspecting public. <laughs> yes, we're not unsuspecting. We're ready for it. We're ready. We're, we're ready and we have some knowledge. Yeah. We suspect it's going to happen. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, uh, do you, do you think then that means that they've already cast those roles that we talked about uh, in the last episode? Uh, not necessarily. Okay, I'm gonna say they definitely have people in mind that mm. they're probably uh, investigating. But uh, that's a pretty quick turnaround. It is. I, I I but I don't think they necessarily have them fully locked down yet. Okay. Because I could see a, a situation where the first episode, we don't have the new characters. Yeah. And then by the second episode, we have new characters. Yeah. Because uh, we want to first transition as much of the old cast onto this new format, this new season. And then we start introducing new people. Yeah. Uh, just to keep us viewers a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, that makes sense. Jonathan Banks was not in the first episode of season five. Exactly. So that would check out. Uh, in other words, I'm smart. So thank you. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. I was, this was not an argument. I think we both think that the other is smart, right? So this Ooh, episode, damning silence there, <laughs> damning silence for my co-host there. What? Hurts me. What? Let's 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 get it on. It's a tear right there with the show right there. Tear. Is that all the communities? Well, I'm trying to figure out if that is the confirmed date, but Google's being a dick and mm-hmm. and you know i love the av club for news but uh when you have to search for a specific story their search function is insanely terrible you type in community and the first thing that comes up is like from early 2013 there's just no rhyme or reason mm. uh so uh I'll, I'll i'll keep you posted throughout the show for what okay. i discover uh a quick overview of this episode yeah um it is the day of the time of the anthropology final. Yes. Uh, and in fact, I, everything but the tag for this episode takes place in that room. In that one classroom. Yeah, correct. And, and the tag. Except the tag. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of a bottle episode. Yeah. Of sorts. I would call it a bottle episode. Yeah. Well, they say on the commentary they don't want to call it bottle episodes. Just because th- that's a trigger word for the cast members. Who knows that that, that means that it's going to be a long day. Yeah. Um, and during this final... Oh, this just in from the AV Club. Dan Harmon has been fired from Community. That's the kind of news results I'm getting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I thought you had real breaking news. <laughs> no, that, that's, uh, that's what happens when you, you, you put, look for the most recent Community news on the AV Club. I love your guys' news coverage, but you need a better search function. Anyway, I have finally found the story. It was January 27th. Okay. Confirmed. Uh, so it is the anthropology final. Yes. And during that, Shirley goes into labor. Yeah. And, and now, here we go with notes. Yes. Uh, well, here's, I got an overall note, sort okay. of, to say. Uh, which is this is an interesting episode in in which there's there's not you know normally you have an A story and a B story, and you don't really have a B story in this one. I mean you kind of have the with the handshake, yeah. But that's you know we see a bit of the start of the episode, then it just kind of goes away until it's resolved. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was yeah you know, the the focus was firmly on Shirley here. I mean, 
Truly, as a not as a plot point more than a character, but but yeah. firmly on that storyline. Because you could you could almost call kind of uh, what goes on with Britta a kind of B story. Yeah, beyond. But it's definitely it's very it's directly all tied, tied to, to the A story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even the Dean's thing is like a kind of a C story. But even those are really more just obstacles for Shirley. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're excuses for why they can't go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the episode begins with Annie kind of giving a speech or answering a question or something. Uh, I believe she's giving a toast. and uh, Which is a, a toast for the class, which yeah. is somehow an anthropology presentation. And uh, basically the the final is just ridiculously easy and lenient yeah uh uh duncan is having everyone drink in class yeah uh that's the only thing where time where he threatens to give someone's lower grade is surely because she's not drinking mm. he threatens her with an a minus uh and so yeah so this this comes back around apologies for all the chair noises was it season five or four when where it, there's a character i think I think it's season five in in the polygraphy. What about it? Cooperative polygraphy? You haven't given me any details. You're just saying. Well, because I brought this up at the time, and now I'm going to bring it up again because here we are in this episode where um, there was a, a mention of, a, of, in that later season, I think it was Annie. No, it was, I don't remember who said it, but it was something about how they all, uh, it was like, oh, that, that night we spent the whole night studying for the for the anthropology final yeah like they were worried about it and then here they are the final is like ridiculously easy yeah and i'm still not satisfied (laughs) what aren't you satisfied about why would they think the final would be hard if they knew duncan if they knew duncan period uh well i have not even a question mark just i have a theory yeah i have a number of theories actually one is that as referred to in that season five episode it was very much annie driving them to study yeah She's the one who who poisoned their drinks with the whatever it was, right? Um, so it could mental drug. Yeah, well, it, so it, it very much could just be that that she was forcing them because mm-hmm. even with Duncan, she's going to study hard for final because she's Annie. Uh, another theory is, and this ties in with the tag, that after the dean walking in, uh, Duncan was forced to prepare a real final, and that is the test that Troy and Abed are trying to pull the fire alarm to get out of. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that day that they that that day they saved would be also perhaps the same day they studied. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, there's a there's a right after Annie does her speech or toast or whatever. She's she doesn't she say like let's get a real final in here. Something. And uh, Duncan says everyone throw throw things at her. Yes. And everybody seemed to have a stockpile of crumpled up papers ready. Yeah. Do you think do you think Duncan's class is one of those where you just have a stockpile of crumpled up papers ready to throw? Well, that's actually there was not there was a moment in season 1 where uh, Jeff got a bunch of crumpled up papers thrown at him and they talked extensively on the commentary how uh Dan Harmon wanted it to be like impossibly quick how soon they all started throwing uh crumpled up paper at him for the joke. So I think maybe that's that's a similar situation here. Maybe Greendale is just it puts you in a weird head zone where you're <laughs> always ready to throw something at someone. Yeah. Um, this is, it, it's, we see there are a brief moment too here. Uh, I have a note, uh, the beginnings of fat Neil and Vicky as, yes. a, as a power couple. Um, they, uh, so after they, they throw the paper balls, uh, fat Neil, fabulous Neil, excuse me, 
compliments Vicky's throw and she says thanks and kind of like giggles and blushes. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, like a few scenes later, Pierce uh, says, "What are you guys in, falling in love or whatever?" And they're both like, "No." Yeah. So it's just it, it's it's only those two scenes. They don't fall up in this episode, but it it just establishes here and there that. Uh, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it would come around in season three. It, it's beautiful, but it would lead to dark times in season three with well, yeah. the with the yams. With the yams. Yeah. Uh, there's there's also I'm surprised. Uh, I don't know if I just have this out of order. Uh, there's a great line from Troy mm-hmm. where Duncan says, "You're, you're." I don't remember what he says, but he calls Duncan calls Troy Daryl. Yes, <laughs> and Abed tries to correct him, and and Troy says, "No, no. If Daryl wants to, if Duncan wants to give Daryl an A, yeah. If Duncan wants to give Daryl an A, let's let him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I recall this this line as soon as I heard it. It it. I was taken back to my memory of hearing it the first time when uh, Chang uh, tells Shirley, oh, go ahead and drink. It's good for Chang babies. Yes. Uh, Chang babies like... Uh, love the, the sauce. They love the sauce, alcohol, and, and duck. duck. <laughs> and then he takes out duck sauce, squirts it into a cup, shot. <laughs> and drinks it. Yeah, well, he squirts it into a shot, so it's presumably oh, right. like vodka and duck sauce mm-hmm. is his shot. <laughs> and I, re- I remember loving this line. Yeah. Alcohol and duck. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a lot it's of fun. ridiculous. But then now, now my reaction is gross because he and, take and he Ken, does that shot. And it's, Ken Jung revealed on the commentary oh that was real duck shot, duck shots. Do you uh, think it was real vodka? No, uh, <laughs> of course it wasn't. Don't be silly. Um, Look, it's a it's a Dan Harmon. That's true, but when you're you can't with multiple takes, you can't like most eating food on cameras tricky because you just get sick at a he's a point. doctor damn it jim he's a doctor not a chang um what is du- i've never had duck sauce i've never had duck what is it do you have a concept of what it tastes like nope i mean i imagine it would be gross to drink as a shot but i have no idea what that sauce tastes like i'm gonna take a stab okay here, I go. here we go blind duck. stab at duck sauce do you, i mean presumably mm-hmm. the sauce is made of a part of the duck that's interesting you would think it's sauce for a duck yeah i would think it's somehow related to like the 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 fat of a duck that's stupid and you're stupid when a duck is a a common dish in in chinese cuisine and b when do you ever eat like chicken sauce or cow sauce that is like made from chicken or cow when is that a thing with any other type of food well, I was going to compare what are you to talking about. I was going to compare it to duck sauce is part of a duck. I was going to somehow compare it to tartar sauce. You fool! Because you don't call tartar sauce fish sauce, even though you put it on fish. Yeah, I don't. I do not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna That's say why you duck call sauce is fish n- sauce would be made of fish. No, duck sauce is duck sauce. I'm googling duck sauce. I don't think I. I could. Why be didn't wrong. you do this before? I could be proved a fool. I don't understand. But, if you're going to uh, raise the question. Uh yeah okay this is not it, it is for uh, dishes such as duck it is not made of duck is it actually do people call it duck sauce or is that a, like a secondary duck name? sauce is the official name of the Wikipedia is it like page. Ho- hoisin what is that stuff I don't know what that is I've, uh, I've heard of that it's made with a with sweet and sour flavor and a translucent or uh, and has a translucent orange appearance similar to a thin jelly Ooh. uh so it's basically it's it's like a it is used in more traditional uh, Chinese cuisine in the form of plum sauce. Okay. 
I like the sound of that a little better. Uh, it's it's. Uh, oh, I see that sauce you were talking about. That's yeah. under C also, though. But and and how is that word said or spelled? I don't. Would, know. It's it's spelled H O I S I N. Okay. Also known as Chinese barbecue sauce. Yeah, I'm familiar with that sauce. So anyway, apparently it, it it seems to me like duck sauce tastes like sweet and sour sauce according to this. But oily. Yeah. That makes it gross. You know, I can see myself putting this on some duck, but I sure I certainly wouldn't want to put it in a shot. Have you ever eaten duck? No, that's the how this started. But I'm very curious to try duck. I have this weird sense that I would enjoy duck as a food. I think you'd enjoy pigeons. I think that's Well, I mean, yeah, any I think any bird is probably good on some level. Except turkey, which is too dry. I've railed against turkey in the past. I don't know. I, it's a bad bird. The only reason we eat it w- once a year is because no one would want to eat it more than once a year. It's terrible. And uh, next Thanksgiving, pull out a, pull, straight up pull out a chicken. I think it's better. I think ham. Ham's a pretty good alternative to turkey. That's true as well. Even though most people do Christmas hams. I think why not have both? Yeah, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, in ham. In, in Canada, they uh, a ham is traditional on Thanksgiving. Well, for once in my life, I'll side with the Canadians. All right, which is why often in my sometimes my family affairs we would have a turkey and a ham, hmm. a little leftover from our heritage. Hmm. All right, my next note is about <laughs> Dean Magazine. Yes, uh, Mr. Jacobson is a reporter. The Dean walks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, who apparently had told his boss he was sick. So that he could come in to act on community. Right? Which that, is what they'd revealed in the commentary. That was a, an interesting note. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't that be great? Or not great, obviously, but weird. If he his boss never heard that commentary, but his boss heard this podcast, <laughs> and that's how he found out and got fired. What? <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? That'd be quite a few years later. He'd have to still be working at... Yeah, wherever he was working. Yeah. Huh. Uh... So the the dean and the, and this man walk in, mm-hmm. and Duncan covers up the drinking by throwing the glass on the ground, yeah, and saying, "And that is what the Jews do." Anthropology at, at weddings, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird to just suggest that Jews are constantly throwing down glasses. Well, I just thought it was weird that he used Jews. Well, because they do. I mean, they do break a glass at weddings. I know, but I mean, are we supposed to say Jews? <laughs> How? What else would you say? Jewish people. You could, but it, I mean, and that's I don't think Jew, Jews is one of those things that sounds offensive, but is not. I, I think it hasn't come full circle. It hasn't become offensive over time. No, because it, Jews is literally just the word to describe them. Yeah, well, that's like there was that great bit on well, thir- that great bit on a uh, Thirty Rock when uh, uh, Alec Baldwin felt it was offensive to call uh, people from Puerto Rico Puerto Ricans <laughs> because it sounds offensive. <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> but if you're from Puerto Rico, you're a Puerto Rican. Why don't we just call them the people of Puerto Rico? Yeah. <laughs> That's the same thing, you understand. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I thought we'd reached an enlightened society. But I <laughs> guess not. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I have a note here about something he says during uh, talking to the dean, the man from Dean Magazine, rather. Okay. Uh, he mentions the World Food Festival out in the yes car park. Yes, uh, and he, there's a great moment where he says we have um, all different kinds of foods, and then he <laughs> said, "I wrote down the whole thing. Not different, equal, equal to whites, better than whites." <laughs> he has a thought after each one, which is another a classic example of, of <laughs> Dean trying too hard not to be racist. Yeah, this is my exact note on that World Food Festival: eighteen equal nationalities of food. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, uh, eventually upgraded to better than better than whites. Yeah. is what he says. Uh, and also, uh, th- this is it's all around the same time where Duncan leaves yeah. to go get the final. He yeah. says, "Oh no, I've left it in my which." So Office? is Duncan hastily slapping together a final because we never see him again? Yeah, I I was gonna say that. Or, or is he, he disappears just, and never comes? Or back. is so is he hastily slapping a final together, or is he just leaving and hoping the problem will resolve itself? Hmm. I don't know. I could see maybe he's he he. How much do you think he drank by that time? He seemed quite drunk. He also he, he also had a bottle he, in he, front of him. He made a lot of it, promises about the final as yeah, well. Yeah, that's I wrote those down. He said it has an interactive element, yeah. a performance component, and oh, don't get excited, but I might be handing around lumps of clay for everyone. <laughs> yes. Which I don't even know what that means exactly. <laughs> I would assume you you, you, you mold it? Mold it into some Something? kind of primitive man. <laughs> oh boy. Uh I mean you, if you consider okay one possibility maybe he goes back to his office and he just passes out drunk yeah uh another possibility is he does have the sense of mind to run away yeah he sees he's in real danger yeah another one is that he now realizes all these promises he's made and he has to come up with each of these things and that's what takes him so long yeah oop some barking here i apologize i am dog sitting at the moment and one of them has a hair trigger when it comes to the barking uh but yeah, it's like uh, it could it could be any of these things because we just never see him return. Yeah, and it also with the the tag as you've already mentioned, it's it's a little unclear whether or not it's the same day, same test. Yes, well, I think uh, it's definitely not same day. Yeah, but possibly same test. Yeah. So we don't know. I like to imagine that he's frantically trying to put stuff together, and maybe at some point he goes, "Ah, screw it." Yeah. <laughs> just gives up. I think that's most likely. Or I mean, that, that there was some effort made, but then he that he ultimately gave up. Also, it could have been a situation where once Shirley went to labor, Jeff texted him, said, "Hey, we're in the clear." Said, "Hey, Shirley's in labor. Do you want to come back and help and, or something?" I don't know. And he, said, I don't think no. Jeff would text Duncan that's true. for Jeff help. Wouldn't text Duncan. Well. Maybe as a heads up of like, hey, we're in the clear for this test. Yeah. But I don't think he would text Duncan asking for That's help. That's true. That's true. Um, so my next note is about when Shirley goes into labor. Mm. I did not have a lot of notes for this episode, I should say. I have two notes before that, I think. Okay. Go ahead. So well, one of them is the introduction of the handshake yes. storyline. The the Pierce sees Troy and Abed do their cool handshake. Yes. Uh, which is the... Um, how how exactly would you describe it? So there's kind of a, uh, 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 I want to describe it for 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 audio. Yeah. So they reach they they reach out as if for handshaking, but instead. Well, no, it's higher than that. I would say that's true. So they extend it's kind of like a they, hand they, clapping. They, they extend their right hand in front of them. Yes. They hold their left hand above their chest. Yeah. And then simultaneously, they sort of do a, a sort of high five like, but not not high. A it's medium like a, five. It's like a slap. Yeah, like a, two slaps, uh, yeah. two slaps on the chest, and two slaps with their hands mutual together, slap hands uh, at the same time. Yes. Uh, so Pierce notices this. Yes. And says, "Hey, why do you guys do that?" And they say it's fun. They say it's fun. Yeah. Uh, so he wants to do yeah, that. It seems with fun. Them. It seems really fun. Seems and like a fun thing for two friends to do. He wants. He really wants to be a part of this. <laughs> 
a slap handshake. For the listener at home, Andrew does this with another friend of ours, and not me, even though I am the one who hosts the community podcast with him. Every once in a while, I'll throw you a bone. Every once in a while. Um, so Pierce offers them money. Yes. In exchange for this. And at, there's a moment where Troy and Abed look at each other. Yeah. They both say indecent proposal. Yeah. And then they each claim a person. A character. Well, an actor. Troy claims Demi Moore. Right, yeah. And Abed claims Woody. Yeah, so it as, works out. <laughs> as in Woody Harrelson. Yes. So, and they both go, yes, because yeah. they got their, their first choice. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Indecent Proposal? No, I have not. But I read the plot line on Wikipedia. Because of this? Yes. Okay. I haven't even done that. So. I didn't realize Robert Redford was in it. Is he the millionaire? Yep. Okay. John Gage is his name. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um... So as, as Do you want I mean, the rough plot of, of his decent proposal as remembered by me from a Wikipedia I mean, reading? I can I kinda remember it from reading about it on Netflix one time where it's sure. like uh like they, they need money, he's a rich man, he sees Demi Moore, he says, I'll sleep with your wife for a million dollars. Yeah. I mean that's the beginning. I know how it ends. If you if you wanna know. If <laughs> Woody Harrelson sleeps with him. No. That'd be a modern indecent proposal okay. let the record show okay britta <laughs> okay do you should we do you want to know i mean do, do you want to also spoil it for all of our listeners i mean i don't uh, if as a I'll, i'm warning them they they can get out now if they want they don't sleep together well okay oh, so no, they do they gotta have some sexy demi more here's what Redford happens business here's what happens okay they need to they're they're looking to get into real estate i don't mm. know if they're buying a house themselves or if it's an investment wikipedia was unclear okay uh so they go to vegas Two young real estate agents they go to vegas to <laughs> go to reno hoping to win the money to this buy is this my house. <laughs> uh they lose all their money gambling oh uh go figure but in the process john gage played by robert redford he rolls them. up and he says, you know, hey, man, a million bucks. Let me tag your wife. Um, <laughs> Why are you going to say it like that? <laughs> uh, so after some discussion, mm-hmm. she agrees. She goes on his yacht where they're setting this up. And he, he says, uh, you know, I want to make it clear. Anytime you want to leave, you can. This is all, uh, you don't have to do this, but I, I will give you a million dollars if you do. And then he said, I'll flip this coin. And uh, if, if it's heads... Yeah, we sleep together, and I give you a million dollars. If it's tails, I'll still give you the million dollars, but we don't have to sleep together. So it's in its heads. So they gotta sleep together. Mm-hmm. So they do, uh, and then you know, Woody gets jealous. Well, of course, even though he knew it was going down, uh, he he becomes more and more embittered, and then they they get divorced, and Demi leaves him for for Robert Redford, and they start hanging out a bit. Uh, and then she realized that she loved Woody all along, and she meets him on a pier, and that's the end of the movie. That's kind of shitty. Oh, and there's all, there was a moment where uh, there's a if you love her, let her go situation, where Robert Redford, Robert Redford somehow is the guy who like is the hero at the end, uh, as the millionaire who paid a, who split up this marriage because he realizes that Demi really loves Woody, and he says, you know, hey man, I I do this all the time. You're not special to me as like an excuse to let her go, even though it's not true. And then also in that moment, we see the coin again, and it's it's double sided. <laughs> so what like, an asshole! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I so feel that's about this now. That's uh, we just introduce all these new <laughs> thoughts, just to see if any of that relates to this episode of Community, which I don't think it does. Really, no, <laughs> there was no double sided coin. No, 
There was no, they didn't go full out on this because I was also going to say, well, to just to tie up this whole handshake selling yeah. business. So the, it's a thousand dollars. Pierce gives them a thousand dollars. Now, what I thought was was weird was that Pierce then does the handshake with both of them. Yeah. But they each only still receive half of that. That they only receive five hundred each. Yeah. I feel like to be fair, it should have been a thousand each. Now the thousand is for the rights to the handshake. Ah. Uh, nah. No, I, I don't nah. think. I don't thousand is is exclusive handshake per person, right, or something? No. Look, they they should have drew up a contract. Well, they should have. But, I, but I, 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 Pierce should know these things. He's been in the business well, long Pierce enough. Pierce got his way. Pierce was smart. Pierce was the smart one in this exchange. Yeah. Even though in the end the magic came back or something. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> so do we want to talk about because I have a couple notes that, from that storyline actually that that. Uh, yeah, let's I, let's just tie that up right now. Okay. Let's, so we can go we can go right down that birth canal. So they get the money. Mm-hmm. Troy has a great line here where he says five hundred dollars. That's like a million in dog dollars. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, and then there's so after that the magic has been taken away after they sell it, they immediately start whining to Jeff like like classic kid whining to Jeff. Yeah. Um, and, and Jeff says, are you serious? Surely he's having a baby. And there's a great little moment here where uh, we kind of see that Abed, it's not that Abed wasn't taking the pregnancy seriously. It's just that he's got this. <laughs> like the reason he was more concerned about the handshake is because he's done this before and he feels he has a situation under control. Yeah, they make a they make that reference to the, the episode this season where Abed in the background delivered a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then and there's also, and, and so the magic comes back after the baby is born. It, it's an event so awesome that it, that it brings the magic back to wrap that up. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember exactly when it happens, but it's in this storyline where, uh, Pierce is talking about why he bought the handshake and how he hates it. Doesn't even like doing it. He bought it just to ruin it because he's Pierce. Um, and mm. there's this weird, <laughs> I, I love this pairing that I, I feel we didn't, we didn't get to see a whole lot oh, yeah. of Pierce and Starburns mm-hmm. where Starburns really loves this, that Pierce did this. He thinks it's funny too. Yeah. And, and I, I, I really like Pierce and Starburns as a pair. Uh, we didn't get to see that a lot when Pierce was still around, but it's, it's really funny here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have oh, a... Starburns, of course, also a big fan of Dean magazine. It was revealed at the start of the episode, which, which ties into, our theory as to whether or not, like, was it normal living that he was reading when uh, he was being spied on? Oh yeah. In another episode, mm-hmm. whether or not that was a real magazine or a cover for, uh, for some you know drug dealer weekly or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think maybe his interest in Dean magazine suggests that it was just a legitimate. Are you sure that situation. was interest, or was that just like confused shouting? I feel like. No, I think he was definitely a fan. Because there was a second thing that where where he stood up and said something. But he was excited about the World Food Fair. Okay. Yeah. He's just excited about everything. Yeah. Okay. Starburns is just on board today. I have a CFL hypothetical from the end of the handshake story. Do it now. Do you recall Mm -hmm. on the night of September 3rd? (laughs) Uh, No, seriously. At the end of the handshake storyline, when the magic comes back, Mm -hmm. they, they enter in what I dubbed the Infinish Shake. Yeah. They, they do their normal handshake and they keep going. Yeah. Almost like applause style. Yeah. They're just continually clap shaking. Yeah. Under CFL rules. I have my answer already, but finish up your question. Is that one shake or as many times as they do the hand movement? I will tell you. Okay. 
it has been established Ooh, in CFL. I like this. That even though there are two slaps yeah. in the handshake, that counts as one high five. Okay. Because it's a contained unit. Yeah, yeah. So I would think the infinite shake also counts as one because it is still one contained unit. I think I would agree with you. Okay. And is, isn't that surprising? Yeah, it is kind of surprising. <laughs> because that's how I viewed it as well. Yeah. It is one, they're, they're doing it as one handshake, even though it's, it's a continual. Yeah. They would get two in that scene because they did one realize the magic was one, back realize it and, and then did the infinite shake. Yes. So th- those, those would count as two separate ones, but yes. no more than two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, I also think, though, uh, I think we, we agree on that ruling, but it also would have been mute because I think they would have hit between the ones the peers and That's each other. That's true. I think they probably would have hit the maximum five then, anyway. Yeah, because Abed, they did it once. They did it once with each other, which Pierce saw. Then they did it once with Pierce. Let's yeah. just use Abed, for example. Yeah. Then they did it once after to discover the magic was broken. Mm-hmm. And then two more in that scene. Five. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Glad we sorted that out. Yes. Uh, my next note before we get to Shirley even starting to, I think before she her water breaks, uh, b- there's a reference to Brita's two one-eyed cats. Yes. Because she's giving advice to Shirley about what drugs not to take. Yes. <laughs> and Jeff says, oh, with you and your w- w- one-eyed cats or something. And yeah. she says, together, they're unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's delightful. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, which I think that comes up later. I, I I recall as there's a thing in season three about her cats with eye patches. Yeah, well, it came up previously too. It's been a running thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great. great. Jinx, you owe me a Doctor Jekyll root beer, which is the root beer within community. Oh, so never. Or is it Jekyll Island? It might be Jekyll Island root beer. That might exist. Anyway, it's what the bring what the bring deans when he when he brings lets and soda. It's Jekyll Island root beer. Uh, I have I have the deans line when Shirley's water breaks. Okay, can someone get every mop on campus? <laughs> That's a great line. That's good stuff. Uh, my my next. As they said in the commentary, there was considerable discussion as to how much water they should use for her water breaking, and then we never really see. Yeah, it. we never see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just for the actors. Yeah. Realism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a bit on the commentary I want to talk about that we could really talk about anyway. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, since I mentioned the commentary, I want to bring it up now. So d- while the commentary was recording, uh, Donald Glover and Gillian Jacobs were in a separate booth that they could see through the window, mm-hmm. uh, doing a bit where they were pretending to have sex, and then occasionally coming into the room to make odd requests. <laughs> uh, at one point, Donald was asking for cement. But every time they came into the room, just uh, Event Nicole Brown was shocked yeah. and appalled. <laughs> yeah, that they that would they break would the sanctity, sanctity of the commentary. She she said for all the times that that, that they she was accused of being a lush, <laughs> she never burst. She in. never burst in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, which I like a lot. I I love the kind of bits that they do behind the scenes on Community. I, I wish there was some way to access more of that. We've talked on the show about Don Glover's great bit of of the homeless man. Who was always trying to suck Joel McHale's dick that he talked about at Comic Con one year that I really thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think this is kind of in, in that same category of these just weird bits they do to amuse, amuse each other. Yes. But this one we actually kind of got to experience ourselves, which was nice. Yes, and I think it's it's kind of important to note. At first, it's just Donald Glover breaking into the 
into the commentary room, yeah. and then then Gillian Jacobs joins in. Yeah. <laughs> Where she reveals the reveals the cement was for her. <laughs> yeah, which she likes to have in her mouth during sex. God. <laughs> what was the other item she asked for? Do you uh, well, she needed someone to bleed. Oh right, <laughs> that was what it was. Not necessarily herself, but someone needed to bleed after sex for for the experience to be complete. God. <laughs> Um, are we going to talk about the birth yet? Uh, I mean, I think the note or about that I the have, birth storyline. I mean, we can start in on it. Okay. I have a note that occurs during it, but is not related to it. Okay. What is that note? Uh, there's a great moment where Neil, Vicky and Starburns are kind of off in the corner and, mm-hmm. and Neil says, Hey, remember when they took that fishing trip oh, yeah. <laughs> on St. Patrick's day? That and Starburns says, "Yeah, that was a great week." Yeah, well, because they, they started out saying, uh, uh, "I thought we could have one class that wasn't all about them," and then they took that fishing trip. Yeah, good which times. this this fully confirms that the St. Patrick's Day thing was a fishing trip. Yes, uh, or at least that's the presumption. Well, there was some... kind of like a rafting trip. Well, there was a at def, at some point there was something where they needed to go fast. I assumed it was a race. Yeah. Because uh, Troy popped the back of the raft. Right. Because as we all know, when you pop the back of a raft, it goes faster. Uh So at some point, speed was important, and they were definitely on a raft. It could have been like um, Charlie Brown's summer camp style, where it was just, you do everything. Yeah. Did you ever watch that special? No. I don't think it was called Charlie Brown's Summer Camp. I mean, if I did, I don't don't remember. Because that's not how they title those. They always title it like, hey, it's summer, Charlie Brown. You're you're wearing shorts, Charlie Brown. (laughs) It's hot outside, Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. It was always a statement to Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> or so, wasn't there a question sometimes? Maybe. Did they just do it? They ran out of ideas. They did, how you doing, Charlie Brown? <laughs> what was the, the, was the Halloween one? It was, it's the, it's great, the great Pumpkin, pumpkin Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. Yeah. What's the Christmas one called? Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown? Maybe. And the musical, of course, is You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. You're a Good Brown. Man, Charlie Brown. Uh, but then there's other ones like, um, the, what was the election one? It was like, we should know about this because that was where that Joe Cool one, Joe Joe Cool. Yeah. The, a Joe Cool segment. We, yeah. So just, to fill everyone in. <laughs> Twitter, uh, Twitter news. Twitter, Twitter uh, updates. I, 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 <laughs> what was Dan Harmon's Twitter noise? I don't remember. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, I suggested on Twitter that if it had not been already been done, someone should do some kind of uh, version of the Joe Cool song from Peanuts. But about Joe Chill, the man who murders Batman's parents, <laughs> which is now because that idea is now in my head, I can now not watch Batman's parents die without laughing. <laughs> because what, like for instance, I watched Batman Begins again, and watching that scene and just hearing Joe Chill, <laughs> it just it's 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 never not going to be funny to me. Um. So yeah, Charlie Charlie Brown. We let's get off we this go? tension. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Here's my note: Shirley's going into labor. Oh right, she needs Britta to to uh, get Andre. So she says he's under sugar boots on my phone. Oh yes. To which Troy says that hurts, Shirley. <laughs> uh, Troy apparently wanted to be sugar boots. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he he uh, he did something to think that he would be sugar boots? Well, like sh- maybe he he was wearing boots. He ate a sugary donut, got sugar <laughs> on his boots. Well, I think sugar boots might might be imply that you're like a good dancer or something because you got you got sweet feet. <laughs> okay, that's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, but Troy's not sugar boots in the phone, unfortunately for him. Um, what is my next note? Uh what you, I, what I have another CFL hypothetical okay. involving Chang. Okay. But I think it's it's way later. 
Okay, well, I don't. My next note is until. Uh, my I next mean, note, it is my, before my the next note is, My next note is wrong. Korea. I'll tell you that. You do yours and then I'll do mine. Okay, so this we, we had talked about this in the past, and yes. we, we did discover that it wasn't. We we had already resolved this, but just for further resolution, this I guess? is this is this was during an actual community a, fantasy a, a league non, recording, a non hypothetical CFL situation. Yeah, this was the true. Yeah, this was a where we, we couldn't remember if, if Greendale had 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 problems with with doing something in name in the name of the wrong Korea in the past, mm-hmm. uh, which of course they have. We see that here. Um, the, uh, apparently there was a, a North Korean food truck <laughs> as part of the World Food Festival, which led to a race kerfuffle, which 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 made it impossible for the ambulances to get to the the college mm-hmm. to pick up Shirley. Either either impossible to get there, or they were already delayed. Yeah, picking up people from that kerfuffle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's why she got to deliver the baby in the anthropology room. Uh, she doesn't want Abed to do it because <clears throat> he's a boy. Mm-hmm. Even though he's got the experience, so he's got to coach someone. Yeah. Uh, why couldn't he coach Annie? Why wouldn't she do it? Uh, well, Britta volunteered. Britta volunteered, but then she threw up, and then he went to Annie, and then for some reason she couldn't do it. She was like, and "I need training." That's why I he don't went have back to Britta. I don't have training. I need to do a thing. Blah blah blah. That's and even Britta's got to deliver the baby. She said, "Well, one of the great things that Annie said when she said why she couldn't, she said I have to hug my mom first. <laughs> <laughs> I like that reaction. That is good." Uh, so Britta ends up doing it, mm-hmm. thanks to a speech from Jeff. Yes. Um, uh, she says, no problo, Roblo. Yes. Oh, that's when she has to go investigate. Yeah. Because Abed, uh, Abed can't look. <laughs> yeah. Shirley doesn't want Abed to check if the baby's crowning. Yes. Let's because, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, Britta does. That's when she throws up, too. <laughs> and that's when she throws up. Um, so throughout this whole episode, too, uh, Chang has been trying to reassure Shirley, as Chang babies are always early. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and Shirley wants no part of him. Nope. She keeps saying, hey, you you, you, you get out of here, you. Um, my next note is about when she does call him for help. I don't know if you have anything before that. Uh, this must be before it. Okay. Uh, so there's a part where Annie takes yes. Chang aside. Yeah. And uh, I always like when Annie calls him Ben. Yeah. She gets real yeah. with him. And um, she... I think that's a... Not to get too weird. I think that is a thing that ladies do. Uh, I'm someone who usually is called by my last name. Mm. And when ladies get real with me, they call me by my first name. I have noticed that huh. in dealings. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I know the answer to the CFI hypothetical, I think. I don't okay. know why I put it down, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. So uh, something about... Chang says something like, uh, there's a million... People with my name, have you tried Googling me? Yeah. So Googling would count as a pop culture reference. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I wrote that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so things are getting desperate. And Shirley, and Shirley does call over Chang to help reassure. Um, and he gives a speech about how uh, Changs are always born in, in crazy, difficult uh, situations. And they always survive. They always make it. I, I love the story of all the Changs born underground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um, and then as, as we kind of pull away from this, Chang kind of fades out. The camera just pulls away to go focus on someone else. He says, no one could stop us. Not the feds, not the army, not the Girl Scouts. <laughs> so at a certain point, the Girl Scouts were somehow interfering with the Chang's birth, which... Uh, 
you know, which we, uh, we, we've seen Chang. I don't know if we've seen it already at this point or if that would come later, but Chang has definitely stolen cookies from Girl Scouts uh, in at, the past. That's at this point. Okay, yeah. I think that's a season one thing. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's yeah. Chang, so Chang, Chang and the Girl Scouts, are, the, the Chang family and the yeah. Girl Scouts apparently are, are long-standing uh, enemies. Yeah, which uh, which I, I like. I, I mean, it, it, they're probably enemies in the same way that the Hamburglar is the enemy of Ronald McDonald. <laughs> but no, because the, Chang steal yeah, cookies Ronald, from girls. Ronald McDonald, Ronald McDonald never tried to prevent the birth of a Hamburglar offspring. Look, it, it never escalated. Which to me suggests that there is some some. It is on both sides. Yeah, it's not just Chang stealing. Well, I think from it's them. a retaliation. <laughs> yeah, I think they realize. <laughs> Changs are going to keep stealing our cookies. We got to stop these Changs from ever being born. Yeah. And so, barring the invention of time travel, this is the best they can do. Yeah. Is keep making sure they're in uh, tenuous circumstances. Yeah. Uh, there was a, I forgot to mention earlier, but there was also a nice uh, sly reference to Chang eating his own twin. Uh, they don't actually say it by name, but he says Chang babies always get out fast. That's because we 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 eat oh. so, we eat a lot of we eat uh, more nutrients than other yeah. children. We eat more more of the woman more of the. Well, mother. he does say he more of the like mother, that. but he also he doesn't explicitly call the fact that he ate his twin in utero. Yeah, but this is clearly a reference to that. Yeah, and for a CFL hypothetical, I would give him callback points. Okay. Um, I only have one more note, and it's about this very same scene. So saddle up. Uh, so Chang is reassuring her, and then Andre shows up. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, actually, no. Sorry, before that, uh, Britta. This is when Jeff has the speech to Britta, where he convinces her to, you know, to to take charge and 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 get. Well, he basically there. says you you want to help someone to the point of throwing up. Yeah. You you clearly really want to help them. Yeah. Like go for it. Yeah. So she she gets in there. And uh, and I think this is also good evidence and, and uh, of why Chang uh, was driven to madness. I mean, in this episode, the kid is named after him. True. Yeah. But in this, in the moment when he's being very reassuring and helpful, uh, when Britta comes in, she just shoves him out of the way. And I think that is kind of that is always the case with Chang. Anytime when he he, he gets a, a some slight form of acceptance with the group, he is immediately rebuked. Yeah, uh, and that that happens here as well. Uh, and that's my last note. So I, I mean, besides, I just I wrote what the tag is. I, I wrote. Well, down so I guess should we just wrap up the story then? Yeah, I wrote down everything that's on Magazine Monthly. So that's right at okay. the end of the story. Yeah. Um. So Andre shows up. Uh, the baby is born as Andre says. It's, it's a black person, <laughs> uh, which is exciting for him. But also, I don't think that that kid could have been half Asian to me. Um. Yeah. Just I mean, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna deny that possibility because I think uh, you know everything's more complicated because uh, uh, when a when a baby here we go Where, is, where's this going <laughs> is conceived no I mean color wise I mean yeah. Shirley's black it's yeah. not it's not inconceivable that the child would also be black yeah, well, regardless no, of yeah. the father yeah it's uh it's just a situation where the child was black enough that Andre, that Andre didn't felt feel comfortable bad. yeah he didn't feel bad saying hey it's mine yeah cuz he already said i mean he said no matter what he'll raise no matter the baby, what yeah. he'll raise the baby yeah uh so he's but, at least doing one good thing but then also as Cheng pointed out all Chengs are born with tails so <laughs> yeah so that is evidence that it is in fact Andre's child yeah. and not Cheng's um, so the kid's born. Everyone is way into it. Uh, 
And the, the, the reporter from Dean Magazine is ultimately, uh, ultimately feels that the Dean is a good Dean. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the, I'm a good Dean! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's, he's going to write a good story. Uh, mm. And then we, the, you know, uh, Dean runs out triumphantly, cut to Dean Magazine, which D- says... No, it's not. De- it's Magazine Month. Oh, yeah, of course. Which is, but they're covering, uh, it's their, their cover story, big, huge, bold cover story. Dean Magazine shuts down after two issues. Yes. <laughs> so hypothetically, as you said before, if Starburns was a fan of Dean Magazine, he would have had to have been a fan through some other publication getting hyped for Dean Magazine. <laughs> the first issue could have was was Brazilian. Really got him jazzed. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's possible. Uh, I think this magazine monthly is what Starburns is into, <laughs> and he's <laughs> keeping track of all magazines. This Maybe way. that is that is also possible. Uh, other things on the cover of Magazine Monthly. Yeah. Uh, oh, it says Dean Magazine was worst idea for a magazine ever. Yep. Uh, oh, and the image is of Dean Magazine in the trash. and Yeah, uh, Dean of the Year. Dean Pelton is not even on the cover. Dean well, of the Year is someone year. else. Yeah. He might have been. He, he wasn't. Listen. Listen. I'm doing accent now. A successful birth of child notwithstanding. He's no Dean of the Year. No, but if, what do other deans do? I mean, what's listen. dean got to do with it? Listen, homie, don't dean that. I I reckon I, I like I love the dean. Yeah, he's not dean of the year. Come on. I would look. Have I revealed what school I attend on this podcast? Maybe. Okay, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> There's a better dean than the dean of my oh. school. Uh, no, I don't know how that works. I do know that, uh, you know, uh, university administration is uh, not an above board kind of group. <laughs> Let me put it to you that way. I know things yeah. that I don't think I should be saying. If you were a real journalist, you would say the name of your school on air. <laughs> I think I have before. Yeah, I think you have too. Uh, so, you know, the, the truth is out there. Princeton University is where... How did you know? Andrew goes. Um, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So, uh, I just... I also... In the commentary, uh, Ken Jeong, he's like, who was that guy on the cover? We'll mm-hmm. never know. Uh, also on the cover of Magazine Monthly, Paper or Plastic? The New Printing Guide. Yep. <laughs> wood pulp, wood pulp everywhere. Sustainable publishing comes of age. It's supposed to be like water, water everywhere. Yeah, I think so. And this is my favorite. Yeah. World Wide Web. Friend or foe, f- foe or, f- or fad. fad. That was. <laughs> that's great. Good stuff. Uh, that's a fun time. Yeah. And then the tag. The tag. Which in the commentary, Jim Rash says this is the first tag he was allowed to be a part of. That feels like not, it can't be right. Not counting the animated thing from last week. Yeah. What do you mean you can't? That can't be right. It seems like he would have been in one before this, right? He himself. Listen, I believe him. I'm just saying it feels like he would have been in one before. Most of them were trying Ovid. Fuck you! Why can't you get on board with me on this? And a little bit of Betty White, actually. Yeah, Betty White gets in one, but Dean don't. Up to this point, <laughs> Dean don't. Mm, um, I mean, I believe it. I'm just saying it seems odd. I mean, I'm thinking. I just can't think of one. You're not going to think of one because there's not one. I mean, I'm we, saying to you, it feels odd. We lived it through that. It seems like there would have been one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He should have been in one before this. Okay. Let's put it to you that way. Also, Dean talked in the commentary of how he feels it is an honor to have the last line of before the opening credits. Yes. Which I agree with, which is why I made it a rule in the it's CFL. It's part of the CFL. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was surprised that Yvette Nicole Byrne and Ken Jeong were not on board with him on that one. They yeah, said that, they, they didn't think of that as a cool thing. I, that might just be because uh, Jim Rash is a writer. And yeah, so he, he can see kind of the importance of of a, like a hitting... Hitting like, that mark before yeah. you go to the credits. Because that's, that's why he was, felt so honored to have it. Like yeah. the writers trusted him to get that line that was either a laugh line or yeah. s- some kind of... Uh, yeah, it's always either got to be a big laugh line or s- uh, some kind of dramatic line. Yeah, and then we go right into the credits. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's... He, I think, more so than the others in that room, understood the importance of that line. Yeah. And this, as I said, this was a big episode because this was both that and his first appearance in Attack. Yep. E- yep. Okay. I mean, that's uh, that's it for me. Troy and Abed are... Well, we haven't discussed Oh, I'm sorry, the tag. Troy and Abed are... I was trying to stifle a hiccup, and that's why I did that. It became the tune of Troy and Abed in the morning, only because I was trying to stifle a hiccup. Uh, but they're they're talking about the, they're going to do this thing, which, uh, you know, it, it's not like in the movies. There, are pro- there, there, there may be consequences that we don't see. <laughs> Uh, and and they say we have to do it because we haven't we really haven't prepared for this test, mm-hmm. uh, and they're standing in front of a fire alarm. Uh, so then they pull the fire alarm and nothing happens. And then Troy actually he pulls it off the wall, and it's just like a, a box that has been attached to the wall, painted to look like a fire alarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, but but it, it attached to nothing besides the wall itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously not functioning. And then Dean walks in on them, and and they they form this agreement that if the Dean cancels school that day, they won't tell anyone what they found. So, you know, mission accomplished. Uh, do you know how fire alarms work? No, no, do you? No. I mean... Because you pull, you pull... So, situated throughout a building, yeah. there are red handles yeah. uh, attached, you know, mounted on, on the wall. Well, the handles are white. They're on a, on a red background. Oh, that's true. I don't look at them that much. I do. Uh, and so, it's a red, you know, it's like a red box yeah. and a little white handle. Yeah. And you pull that white handle. Yeah. And what's supposed to happen is an alarm goes off. Yeah. And hypothetically, the sprinklers? Maybe. Does pulling the alarm cause the sprinklers to go off? Or just the alarm? You know, in movies it usually does? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it would in real life. Because that's what's always baffled me about the whole system. Yeah. Because if if each lever alarm Mm -hmm. is attached to the sprinkler system, that's like a lot more wiring than just if each one is attached to an alarm system. Yeah. And then there's a separate sprinkler system tied to the alarm system or manually set off by someone who hears the alarm. Yeah. Uh, and also it confuses me in multiple building situations. Mm-hmm. We do, do the wires run under the ground? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I don't. There's a lot going on here. It could be some kind of Wi-Fi situation where it sends a signal. Ah, now? And, yeah, now. But even 10 years ago. Yeah. But now I'm saying, yeah. For so the ones being situations. installed right now, yeah. I don't have the answers here. Yeah, I will say though, a little flash forward to you guys. Uh, apparently, the dean uh, did, is a good man and did have real fire uh, alarms installed because that is a a plot point in the paintball episode oh, coming that's up. True. So at some point between now and and the next episode, or you know, not the next episode, but the next next episode because it's a two parter. I mean, you could even, or you could even look at it that that one specific fire alarm pull was fake. Yeah. And there are real Yeah, maybe ones. he, it's just, the, the, he, he boosts the numbers a little bit with fake ones. Yeah. He, uh, he knew there was an inspection coming. Yeah, it's like, you gotta, you gotta st- a stack of bills. It's, it's hundreds on the outside, but it's ones in the middle. Yeah. 
and and even like maybe a couple of the fire extinguishers placed around campus are just empty uh you know paper mache <laughs> yeah <laughs> they look nice yeah but they're you they know they're, feel they're for show yeah <laughs> you know how expensive a fire hydrant is no. fire hydrant fire extinguisher the fire alarm is the word you're looking for well no i was talking about oh, did my, you find it, you said, oh, my paper mache version of a fire extinguisher is way cheaper than a real one I don't know how much real ones cost. Probably a good thousand dollars. I that can't be true. For a school issue, a personal home one is probably a hundred. I feel like a personal home one is not much different from a school issue. It's size. It's just like baking size. soda in there. It's I. It's, it's a it, foam. It can't be a thousand dollars. That seems absurd to me. Yeah, I'm not a firefighter. Nor am I. We should ask Dorian. Um, Dorian is a friend of ours who is, is he, was he ever officially a firefighter? He did a thing. He, I saw a thing on Facebook where he was doing some kind of, fire I mean, he got thing. trained cause he's going into the Marines. Yeah. But he was okay. trained as a firefighter. Specifically. Oh, okay. I mean, how long was that training? Uh, I don't know. I would think you'd need more than a day. Well, it was more than a day for him. Okay. I didn't know. He would know the answer to this. I feel I've, yeah, this probably point. this is of course meaningless to the listeners at home because mm. they do not know this man. We'll probably never mention him again on the podcast either. Nope. Uh, plugs? Yeah. So I have another podcast. It's called Nerd's Eye View. And you should really check it out. I'm looking at a fire extinguisher. Sorry. This looks like a classic fire extinguisher you would see in a home or a school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is $40, Andrew. Huh. $1,000. think they bump it up for university You prices. are insane. You are an insane person to I think tell that. You. This all ties into the, uh, the corruption of the uh, university administration. Where did you get that? <laughs> you know, a lot of things cost $1,000. <laughs> a handshake for one. Um, you should listen to my other podcast. I'm seeing other ones for like $20, too. If the high-end one is 74 Like fire extinguishers. <laughs> Nerds of you is all about fire extinguishers. So for all your... <laughs> Fire extinguishing and fire extinguishing accessory needs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, for real. Nerds have you is about movies. Yes. A little bit of TV, just for fun. Uh, mostly movies. Uh, every week we review a new film in theaters. Uh, the most recent episode featured not just me, but also Matt Benson. That's correct. And Jordan Scott. Yes. And we talked too. about Gone Girl. Yeah. Dun, dun, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, we yeah we talked about that movie yeah you should go check it out that's nevpodcast.com or uh, benunetwork.com slash nev or on twitter at nevpodcast yeah so you know if you like this podcast you clearly like me and Andrew talking about a thing Mm -hmm. and you saw or are interested in the film Gone Girl you would probably like that episode yep so listen to it and go to benunetwork.com and check out all the shows on there I host a number of them. Uh, they're all there on BenViewNetwork.com. You can also uh, follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D-R Matt Benson. You can follow this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod. Uh, and you can write us an email at ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can do stuff to us on iTunes. And you should do stuff to us on iTunes like write a review, rate us, and subscribe to us. If you want a shout-out on the show, just do anything where we know your name shut up leonard this podcast is a part of the benview network you can find this and other podcasts like it 
at bendunetwork.com. <laughs>